Welcome to Secure the Bag. It is your host, Dominique Cowden, and welcome to our first ever episode. I'm super excited for this one. I'm sitting down with Eden. She is a Melbourne-based festival designer, and we have a really, really long and interesting chat about business, all things losses, successes, and everything like that. So let's get on into the podcast. I'm hoping for the best, honestly. Right. We're here, so that's an achievement. We're good. Yes, it is. <laughs> We've achieved much. Well, it's really lovely to like actually speak to you. Um, first of all, because all we've been doing is kind of typing towards each other, and I'm some random. You don't know who I am. <laughs> I um, feel like I know I'm, you. Yeah, because <laughs> I've been pestering <laughs> you for a few months. But um, yeah, it's really it's really nice to have you on board. You're like my first person, so it's really fun. Yeah, thank you for having me. No worries. It's my pleasure. Um, so first of all, I just want you to introduce who you are and what you do. So like everything that you can possibly think of, just pile that all in and just explain who you are essentially. Okay. So my name is Eden Scaife. I am a fashion designer. I run my own festival fashion label. That's my main thing. And then also on the side, I am launching a ethical and sustainable swimwear label. So wow, I think that kind of sums me up. That's what I do. <laughs> That's all I ever do. <laughs> yeah. How's that going for you at the moment? Like obviously with um, COVID and there's no festivals, um, like has that affected you heaps or have you moved and branched onto different things? It's opened up more sales opportunities or how's that going? Um, it's been a little bit crazy. Uh, it's definitely something that no one expected or knew how to cope with. It's definitely been hard having no festivals and no clubbing and every everywhere mm. that people used to wear my clothes to is just being cancelled. So it's been really difficult. Um, I've been able to branch off in a couple little things, but mostly I've just been using the time to plan new collections and really work on my products and my business to make sure that once this is all over, I can come back and actually like smash it and just do as well as I can. So I'm trying to take it as a good thing and not trying to freak out too much that there's no festivals (laughs) yeah it's pretty much the the climate at the moment it's been really interesting watching everyone um kind of either go in a hiatus or you know actually get more creative which has been so interesting just to observe um and I've even noticed that with my own stuff as well as like I've gotten weirdly more creative now that I have more time um rather than less time yeah definitely Um, which is like absolutely bizarre. And then obviously like I've been watching your TikTok and stuff and you blew up on TikTok and I was like, oh my God, here we go. Um, yes, then, I love TikTok. Like, <laughs> you and I both, it's it's like the best I've found it's actually the best for small businesses at the moment because you can just blow up overnight and Definitely. it's bizarre and you get such a big, not a such a big audience, but you do in a way. You just have to find a way to transfer it across to like, you know, obviously your e-commerce sales and then, Instagram followers and stuff like that because obviously we we know that that kind of all translates into into profit and sales at the end of the day yeah um but I've seen that you've kind of been doing something different so you've been like reworking a lot of clothes and showing people how to make their own clothes is actually so different to what everyone else is doing at the moment yeah um yeah so talk about that for me for a second because I was like really like not confused but I was really blown away where I was like 
oh, rather than promoting your own products, you were like, oh, this is how I do things. So if you want to do it yourself, here's the tools and the resources. Yeah. So basically I've just been having fun with TikTok. Like when I first got onto it, it was focused completely on my business, like packing orders and sewing, you know, the clothes that I make and showing people what I do in my studio. But then also I saw a lot of small businesses on TikTok who were doing the exact same thing. And not that there's anything wrong with that because I honestly love the small business side of TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> that's where I sit all day for like three hours. Um, <laughs> but I just wanted to do something different. And also while I was spending so much time at home and making my own clothes, I thought, well, why not show people what I'm doing? And, you know, I've got these jeans that I cut up and completely ruined, but let's make them into something new and let's show people like, what you can do because I think it's really important as well not just to be showing your brand but showing people how important like ethics are and being able to recycle your garments and all of that kind of thing because the fashion industry is the second largest polluter in the whole world and it's only second to oil which shows how bad it is yeah yeah so it's really important to me to show people that you know, you can be aware and still have cool clothes and you can make your own clothes. And I don't know, I just thought it was a really cool thing to do and I'm loving it. And I'm hoping other people are loving it too. I think they are. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm. Well, it's definitely showing in like your views and obviously your content's really successful at the moment, which is just amazing. Yeah. Um, and in like a, in a really busy platform and a brand new platform, it's nice to see originality and not just following with the trends and being like, Oh, small business check and then going through like all the the basics of what you kind of do but expanding on that and giving other people a chance to you know either create their own business or even inspire them to like you said make their own clothes become a bit more ethical um and especially with fast fashion being such a big thing at the moment I feel like TikTok's definitely influenced people to go hey like let's open up to more st- like small businesses and actually start purchasing from them um yeah it's and supporting them in a way yeah so have you been getting like has that has that actually transposed across into your sales or are you still kind of sitting in that in that gray area or anything like that uh it did so when I first started TikTok it was before things went into serious lockdown here in Melbourne yeah um and I brought out something that I called the martini dress and oh yes I've seen this I posted it on TikTok and basically people went crazy for it and it was something that wasn't too crazy festival wear and people could still wear like going out or wherever they wanted to wear it really and Mm. yeah people loved it on TikTok and I sold out I think it was three times from the clothes the dresses that I made yeah so that was really exciting Um, it just proved that um, the views and the followers on TikTok can transfer over to online sales which was amazing and now I know that I can do that and I've just taken the time really now to plan out my next big move (laughs) yeah which I think is like ideal at this present point in time it's like you know we have so much time to actually sit down and, and maybe adjust things that we didn't think of or we didn't actually get to when we first started our businesses like you know, I've been sitting down and I'm like, oh, I really need to get a website going and, you know, business cards, like stuff that I didn't even think of 
yeah which is weird for me right it probably would have been one of the first things that you would have thought of <laughs> but because I'm not selling like they um like I'm selling people <laughs> which sounds really bad <laughs> yeah but because I'm selling you know people and their their talent you know it's not necessarily the first thing I thought of it was like a website I was like okay get the Instagram get the Facebook you know mm-hmm. any other social media platform I can and start you know producing content and pushing it and pushing it and pushing it so now I'm like catching up on all the stuff that I kind of missed out on um which is really good which I'm assuming is like the same thing that you're doing like looking at different collections and and kind of going how can I make this next trend I guess yeah Um, definitely which is really exciting so that's kind of been what you've been doing this whole six months yeah so just been on TikTok a little bit and just really reviewing everything like looking at my past Mm. collections working out what sold what didn't what I liked and what I didn't like because at the Mm. end of the day like I want to be making sure that I'm selling things that I personally like and I love when they can sell and other people are loving them too so I've just been really honing in on that kind of thing and focusing on where exactly I want my brand to go so it's been good. I haven't wasted any time, I don't think. <laughs> no, it definitely looks like you haven't been wasting any time. And like, even if you feel like you probably have been wasting time, I think, um, especially being a business owner, we also don't waste time. Like we think we might be wasting time, but we yeah. definitely don't give ourselves the opportunity for that. It's um, it's a blessing and a curse in yeah, a way. Definitely. <laughs> um, yeah. But, you know, is there any massive struggles that you've had? So like, when did you start the business? Was there any like big losses or anything that really influenced you to get where you are now like obviously you know down the track you know in the future it's going to be so different to what it is now but how has you know big landmarks affected where you are now and and how you're producing content and you know producing your collections and all that other stuff um I honestly feel like my whole business journey has been like a struggle if anyone says that they open a business and everything is just dandy then I feel like they're lying to you (laughs) yeah um 100% but yeah when I first started I was in year 12 it was just like the end of year 12 because I wasn't really the kind of student that sits in English and just does really well like academically um yeah not to say that I was bad but you know there's some people that are made for exams and then there's me um (laughs) (laughs) agreed agreed so yeah in high school I just started on Instagram like my Edenscape Designs page and I was just posting like little things and I started selling clothes by accident just because my sister wanted clothes and then I posted them and people bought them and I think starting by accident while it was a good thing and it pushed me into doing it I found a lot of mistakes that I made like I sold clothes before I was ready to like they were yeah. not up to the quality that I was happy with well at the time I thought oh yeah these are great like these are clothes but since studying at university and doing like a few qualifications in fashion design, I look back and I'm like, oh my God, like I need to send out apologies to anyone that got my clothes back then. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I think just the problems with quality in the early days was a struggle for me. And it took me a while to even get my mind past that once I'd trained and gotten a lot better at sewing and got myself up to the standard that I am now, I still felt like almost like guilty that that's where I started and so Mm. I don't know if that was an actual issue or it was just an issue in my head 
but I feel like that was probably one of my biggest struggles when I was starting. Yeah. That's yeah. That I think that's a kind of universal feeling. Um, I think I've had kind of a similar feeling when I started my business. So my business is like a year and a half old, which is bizarre to me. It feels like a lot longer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But when we first started, I look back at the photos and I'm like, oh, God, (laughs) why did we wear that? Um, What are we doing? You know, and but, you know, I'm not I don't really sit and go, oh, you know, that was a bad decision, but I'm not really regretting it because you've got to start somewhere. So, you know, it's it's hard. Like a lot of people don't just wake up one day and they're like, oh yeah, I'm fantastic at everything. I'm a, I know how everything goes. You know, I'm a business like mogul. Like I've got it down pat. Yeah. Um, and it's all a learning process. Like there's no book to do what we do. Like Mm-mm. you know, as much as that people try and write books about it, everyone's experience is really different. And that's why I wanted to start this podcast because I wanted to hear about other people who are my age if not a little bit older or younger who have started a business it is getting to a point of being quite successful um and they've worked their bloody asses off for it so you know (laughs) um, it's valuable though like you know that period of learning you know okay I wasn't the best sewer they weren't the best quality (laughs) you know all this other stuff is all part of where you are now and where you're going to be in the future. So yeah, I think exactly. it's very valuable, even though it makes us kind of slightly toss and turn at night. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, you need to start somewhere. Like I think when I started Pulse, I was going to factory outlet in DFO and I was like buying like just random stuff, like anything I could that was like a dollar to three dollars and just trying to like, you know, start fixing them up and making them better than what they were. Yeah. Um, and so everything wasn't like a hundred percent what I wanted it to be. Um, but I needed to start somewhere because I didn't have the money to just be like, oh yeah, we're just going to buy, you know, all these costumes and yeah. you know all this other stuff. Like I needed to find kind of like that, that vision or, exactly. you know, that path, I guess. Um, but in saying that, you know, other than the losses, obviously you've had a, a fair bit of success as well um talk about yeah I I want to I want to no you're welcome Um, like talk about like I'm I'm honestly blown away like when I saw a couple of your TikToks you had um made uh festival wear for Pinyao I can't say it properly yeah yeah cannot I butchered that name (laughs) no that's fine Um, I feel like no one knows how to pronounce it I had to watch a YouTube video like an interview of them to work out how to say it so that I didn't embarrass myself when I met them (laughs) (laughs) but yeah like obviously that was pretty crazy and all this other stuff yeah um but yeah talk about that for me um so that was awesome basically I have always loved Penal and their music like when you're at a festival and Penal comes on it's just like the, the best thing ever yeah um, <laughs> and I think that yeah when was it it wasn't last new year's but the one before and I was at beyond the valley and Penal were playing like the countdown to midnight on new year's eve and it was just like amazing and I was in my element and I loved it so much and then a couple weeks later I went to another one of their gigs in Federation Square. They were doing like a KFC secret gig thing. I don't even know what you would call it, but I went there. Yeah. And 
we were right up the front for that gig. And I looked up at Kira, Kira Devine. She is a solo artist, but she's featured in a lot of their songs and tours with them. And I looked up at her. (laughs) If she ever hears this, she's going to hate me. I'm sorry, Kira. But I looked up at her (laughs) and I saw her outfit and I was like, I could do something better than that. Like, she looks amazing. And, like, she's killing it up there. Like, if you've ever seen Pinal and Kira perform, like, she is incredible. But I looked up and I was like, "Mm, yeah, I can... I can make you something better. So I went home and I messaged her on Instagram. <laughs> I was like, hey, if you ever need an outfit, like I feel like I can, we could work something out, like we could do something. And I yeah. didn't even expect a reply from her. And two weeks later, she replied with screenshots of um, posts from my Instagram page and some clothes that I had made and went, yep, I love this and I love this but can we make it in these colours because we're performing at Mardi Gras next week? Are you able oh, wow. to make it for Mardi Gras? And I was like, uh, yeah. So that <laughs> night at midnight I did all my design sketches and sent them to her and she was flying in from LA into Sydney the next week. So we had to do the whole design process and I had to source the fabrics and get everything made and get it express posted up to Sydney. So it was there for mm-hmm. her when she arrived. And it was just the coolest thing. I woke up on Sunday morning to a heap of uh, photos and Instagram stories and everything that I was tagged in and got to watch her perform on those stories wearing Edenscape designs. And it was probably the coolest moment ever I don't think I'll ever get to top that <laughs> <laughs> I think you probably will surprise yourself with that one but yeah that hearing that gives me goosebumps like that's just yeah bizarre then, like it, sorry to yeah. cut you off. <laughs> no it's okay <laughs> the next week they were playing in Melbourne at Reba and so mm. I made another outfit for her then but because of the flights and the time crazy crazy time frames Um, I had to actually take it to her myself. I was actually already going to the day party that they were playing at. So I took it there myself and she messaged me when we were there and I went backstage and I met everyone and gave her her outfit. Um, And then when they were performing, she stopped midway through their set and yelled out, does everyone like my outfit? Edenscape made it for me. She's here. And like pointed me out in the crowd and I didn't even hear half of it. All my friends just lost it. They were screaming. They're like, oh, my God, that's you. And that was probably the highlight of my life. <laughs> <laughs> that's like absolutely insane. Like just hearing that, like, oh, that's that's so exciting. It makes all yeah. of the hard work and everything worth it when there's highs that are just so high like that. Yeah, that's like, yeah, it's honestly, I think that's, I wouldn't say that's when you know that you've made it, but like, it's kind of like when you have that recognition on such a large scale, it's just, you know, euphoric. It's unlike anything else. It's so good. Definitely. Um, And hearing that is just like, makes me so excited. Like, (laughs) I'm like, I can't wait for the next big thing that tops that for you. Um, Uh, I can't wait. Yeah, it'll be I think it'll be insane. I think you'll you'll surprise yourself because, um, <laughs> you know, who knows? Uh, especially when you get a shout out in the middle of the set. That's pretty, oh, pretty crazy. That was um, insane. <laughs> <laughs> I can just imagine like being at Reba, just like having a party and, and then all of a sudden your friends are all screaming at you and you're like, I don't yeah. know what's going on. Yeah, actually. But- and I didn't even realize until later on and 
because once the show was over, I met her again backstage and she was like, did I say your name right? And I was like, huh? Because everyone was screaming <laughs> and they're like, she just said your name. Like she just said you. And I was like, oh, my God. oh yeah, but I was kind of like in the moment and like in shock. And then when she was like, oh, did I say your name right? I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like I had no idea. I was just so excited. Yeah, and just in the moment you were like, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's insane. But um, any any bigger plans that you have? Like obviously at the moment it's a bit hard and you've talked about new new collections and stuff like that, but is there any massive big plans that might top that one around the corner possibly? <laughs> uh, not that I know of, like not to disappoint, but I think no, just okay. this year has been so crazy. I'm just mm. taking whatever comes um, I do love dressing like artists and performers and stuff. I think it just gives you a different kind of rush. Like my favorite part of my job is seeing customer photos and people wearing my stuff. So when I can see people wearing my stuff like on stage doing what they do best and like just mm-hmm. loving life, I think that's the best thing ever and I would love to keep doing that. Um, but, yeah, we'll just see where life takes me next (laughs) take it as it goes I guess but um yeah it's it definitely is a different feeling um and I'm sure like you know on on different scales obviously but like we would have similar feelings to seeing you know our our product or what we've produced and created you know up there yeah definitely Um, which is so crazy um but yeah that's like oh I just that like literally has me like goosebumps I can't <laughs> that makes me so excited because it's it's things like that that really like you said like it makes it all worth it and especially for you you're so hands-on with your work like you yeah. know it's you make everything you order it in you design it all like it's all you and it's it's like you know authentically you it's yeah. nothing else like if you've thought it through it's come from your mind like obviously like influences here and there but you know to have such a strong vision of what you want to do and what you want to create and then obviously that fluctuates and changes and you know molds into the next new thing like yeah. that just honestly would feel I think it's definitely yeah amazing to have moments like that where you can you know have those amazing highs because there are a lot of lows and times where you doubt yourself and you might bring out a collection that doesn't do so well and you think, oh, do I even know what people want? And Mm. you can have those doubts, but then the highs come and you're like, yeah, I'm doing the right thing. Like you're allowed to stuff up every now and again and you've got to find your way. But knowing, just knowing that you're on the right path and this is what you're meant to do, I think just brings so much confidence so yeah it's great (laughs) it is it is great would you say like that's one of your main things that motivates you to continue because obviously like you know being a young female with a small business like um it is I would say you know a little bit harder especially when you're going up against fast fashion and and it's such a big thing at the moment um you know what keeps you motivated and obviously like with companies that might copy or that are you know quite competitive like I know that you've spoken yeah. a fair bit on your TikTok about you know you don't really mind them being competitive but you want to support everyone and everyone you think that we should all support each other um, yeah definitely so what keeps you motivated through all of that um honestly I feel the thing that keeps me motivated to just keep going at my business is my passion for it like it's not 
the money or the recognition or anything that keeps me going. Like I genuinely just love making clothes and creating clothes for people and seeing um, the feeling when someone wears something that's custom to them or when they put on the clothes that I make and it's just so empowering and to see their confidence and that's the part of it that I love. So that motivates me a lot. Like my customers really are my biggest motivation. Um, yeah. And, yeah, now I'm thinking about my customers and I can't even remember what the question was. I <laughs> <laughs> oh, seriously, no, it's like, okay, I everything it, to them. <laughs> yeah, no, but it, it definitely reflects as well. And, you know, they, they always say the first, you know, one to five years of, you know, starting a business, whether it be small or online or however it is, um, is like the hardest few years. Um, and if you can stick out that first year, you know it's it's something that you really are into and you really want to do and you and you're really passionate about it um and you know it definitely reflects in what you post and and how passionate you are and everything like I feel like everything you do is very um particular but particular with love like it's not yeah any other way other than that um which is why I wanted to talk to you (laughs) because it's just but it's one of those things it's like you know when you when you surround yourself with genuine and authentic people who are passionate about what they do, mm-hmm. um, you have different conversations than people who are just in it for the money and they're just in it for, you know, the exposure or um, the clout as per se, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it sits differently and, you know, you can all bring each other up rather than it being this competitive, like kind of nasty um, nature, which is, you know, very, very hard to, get away from and step away from um, yeah because you're always gonna get it but um yeah it's it's you can see how genuine it is to you and and that's yeah. really reflective which I is really think, lovely too yeah I think that comes back to what you were saying before about how on my TikTok I share about supporting other small businesses and like lifting everyone up because you think like there is so many people in this world and so many clothes and you think about your own wardrobe, like your whole wardrobe is not from one company or one brand. Mm. Like there is enough space in this world for everyone to succeed. And so I think when you're talking with other small businesses, they all want to see everyone else succeed. And it's such a positive energy just talking to other small business owners because they genuinely want to see you succeed. Like we want to see people, you know, doing the best that they can and making it. I feel like it's yeah. just the bigger companies that not all of them, there are a lot of like incredible big companies, but yeah, it's the bigger ones that seem to get this stigma of, you know, stealing designs or not wanting yeah. everyone to succeed or whatever they do. I'm not sure. I don't really dwell on it. I just love the yeah. small business side of things. <laughs> yeah, no, a hundred percent. And it's like, it definitely sits so much differently um, to what I assume it would be being a big corporate entity if that makes sense like you know you get to have that one-on-one connection with your clients you get to have you know that personality there whereas you know when you're working for a big corporate unless it's like you know still kind of family run um it still has that kind of like oh you know this is just their job like they're not as passionate about it like about what they're doing as someone who it's business is their life like if it makes any sense I kind of stumbled a few words there but um it is definitely really different like I've worked for 
corporate companies before and um, just the, the culture and the, the passion is so different. Like, you know, I don't know if you have any people really working for you at the yeah. moment, but um, especially when you start to build your team, you know, you can't expect them to be as passionate as you are about your own business, but there's still like that deep set, you know, sense of family and they're all really passionate and they want to do proud. And it's just, it's really lovely to see them thriving off what you've created. And yeah. that would be the same with your, your clients and your um, customers, I guess, too. Definitely. Um, I have one girl who over summer is a production assistant for me. I haven't um, given her anything to sew in a while because of this pandemic, um, but she's really amazing and uh, is a great support for me when in summer I get too many orders for me to handle on my own. Um, but yeah, I think just the support in small business is so much mm. different because everyone just wants it, wants to see it succeed. It's not just, yeah. oh yeah, I'm going to work now and then I'm going to come home. It's I have this job and I'm going to do it and we're going to see what can come of it. Yeah. And your hours are so, you know, I think it's a common misconception with people as they assume as soon as you start your own business you're a millionaire and you're like no that's how <laughs> I <it> wish <laughs> um yeah I honestly think it'd be a lot easier if I was but um you know it's you you live breathe eat sleep you you know your business it's nothing yeah. other than that you know um you probably started in your bedroom and and now you've got a studio for it you know it's building that up and yeah um, I think it's oh. Sorry to cut you off. No, 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 um, you can go. Yeah, I think as well what a lot of people might not understand with the small business side because we see a lot of small businesses online that start from an investment or, you know, they have investors and they start with a big chunk of money but a lot of people don't share their stories of starting from absolutely nothing. And mm. so showing people the journey of, oh, I started with, and I bought some fabric and made a few tops and sold them for $30 and then made it and then bought more fabric and just seeing how things have grown into now having my own studio and then you know the crazy hours that you work you have to get up at 8am in the morning and you won't finish till 11 and then you'll keep up at night thinking of the designs and what you've got to do tomorrow and I feel like people don't understand like how much really goes into it yeah but yeah it's, you know it's definitely <laughs> like it's definitely a a consistent um denominator that I find when I talk to people who either have never been in a small business or um you know have always just worked for someone else if that makes sense or yeah. like for something bigger you know um they definitely don't understand that it starts from you know that $30 and then it grows from there and then you've got to do or you'll do whatever it takes necessary to get to the places that you want to be um which is hard um especially when you're up against other people who are doing the same thing and it's this kind of consistent like we're all trying to get to this one point um and it's really exciting for all of us it's just like um keep pushing and keep doing it and you know you'll get there eventually yeah um, which is like probably the most exciting part of running your own business I guess (laughs) well I don't guess I know like it's it's euphoric in different ways it's definitely um changed my life the past year and a half which is insane up until now (laughs) um 
but yeah so like do you see yourself ever you know obviously we've talked a lot about the small business and the, and the culture of the small business mm-hmm. but would you ever see yourself building this brand up to something larger where it does become not not a fast fashion label obviously but something a bit more um bigger than what it is at the moment so like a a little yeah. big small business <laughs> <laughs> yeah well I would love to I think um I definitely have these huge dreams that I would love to accomplish one day but I think with 2020 coming in and just kind of ruining everything <laughs> just <laughs> like not to put it lightly but 2020's ruined everything um yeah I'm just <laughs> taking things day by day and just seeing where it takes me trying not to put too much pressure on myself to do things one way or the other and just really seeing where things go um yeah I think yeah I think everyone dreams about their small business you know making it big and being able to I don't know this might sound crazy but anytime I think about a small business going big I always think about the Tiger Miss sisters and yeah like they have just killed it like I used to go to the Tiger Miss store in Eltham when it was like the smallest store and there was no one ever in there other than me when I was shopping and now like Alana is living it up she's always in LA and she's you know Stevie's got this beautiful house in Byron and they're just living the life like that is goals that's my dream yeah one day maybe (laughs) well yeah I reckon like the way that you're building yourself at the moment um and probably will continue to build yourself like the possibilities are honestly endless like especially if you've got that dream there and that 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 vision I guess like you can't really you're not going to let yourself down I feel like one way or another something will happen along the lines of that whether it's you know (laughs) not this year but um (laughs) whether it's in two years five years ten years like you know I think we often see like this overnight success which isn't anything like it it's not an overnight success it's just someone who's worked their ass off for years unnoticed and then all of a sudden they're in the public eye or you know something blows up and they're like oh my god yeah overnight success (laughs) but like little do we know it's been happening since they were like 16 18 whatever that's Um, how I feel with TikTok almost because I've only been at TikTok for a couple months and so many new people have found my brand and they're like oh this new thing and it's like well it's new to 40,000 people on TikTok but it's not new to me I've been working for five years at it but you know I wouldn't have it any other way like those five years have been so valuable yeah and they definitely would like especially like it's it's honestly hard to um be like oh no this has been around a lot longer than just my TikTok account but um you know it's so important that people are even acknowledging the brand at all like it's yeah you know it's awesome 40, <laughs> 41 I think I've got your TikTok up here 41,000 followers yes that's me <laughs> you're almost on 42 like that's like you know that's that's, that's 42,000 people yeah you know, when you think about it we're two people like times us by like a lot yeah <laughs> that's like a lot of insane. people you know it's like the equivalent of like you know an arena or you know probably even five or ten breathers you know what I mean maybe yeah. even more than <laughs> yeah <laughs> but that's when you think I, about people yeah that's how I think about it like when some of my videos blow up like there's been quite a few now that have gone over 100k 
and I go to my boyfriend I'm yeah. like oh my god we've just filled the MCG and they've all seen my TikTok <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like if we got everyone into an MCG at one time and we just started playing all the TikToks yeah. like that's essentially like the idea with it yeah. which is you know insane to think that a, a, an app like this has such potential to yeah. you know completely change and pave the way of your business like I don't think I or you would have thought that this is a thing or a possibility like you know when it was musically like you know not a lot of people were really into it yeah um but now it's more on that kind of vine train ish I would say yeah um it's a lot easier to like you know have your niche and and really express yourself um on the app which is like sick as definitely um, when I, and first... I really like it oh me too <laughs> I love it <laughs> when I first opened my TikTok account it was I think like midway through last year um just because like I saw that it was this new app and I was like all right well you know I'll save my name on it just so that no one could you know get my username which I don't know why yeah, anyone would because I'm literally <laughs> the only Edenscape in the world um yeah so, yeah, I just got it to save the name and I put up like a boomerang as a TikTok. I had no idea how to use TikTok and I put up a boomerang <laughs> and it got like 13 views or something and I just didn't even think about it and I closed the app. And there was a couple times like where I would do a photo shoot and I would put up a boomerang on TikTok and it wasn't until this year where I actually sat down and worked out how to use it. So, <laughs> yeah, no, it's... um. It's taken me a while to try and figure out what I actually want to post. So I, I agree, I like hundred percent agree with you. Like, you know, we both have probably very, um, collective lives, like individually. Um, yeah. so being like, you know, to you, it's normal, like, you know, waking up every day and making clothes, selling them, you know, people yeah. wearing them. Like that's like, it, it probably doesn't feel normal, but it's, it's normal to your life. Like you're accustomed to it. Yeah. And it's the same with me. But, like, the videos for me that have gone, like, viral or that have been most successful are the ones that I am doing what I assume is, like, the most mundane thing. Mm. But I'm not. It's me doing my career and my business. And people are, like, they just lap it up. But then me doing anything mundane, like, normal human mundane, people hate. And I'm, like, um. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I'm still trying to work it out. But it's definitely, like, I definitely had moments of, um. Yeah, like the boomerangs or like you make like just like you just put all your videos into one video and you're like, yeah. I hope this works. <laughs> yeah. Um, like even now there's sometimes. times like there are people that look at my TikTok and they're like, oh, my God, like how do you do it? It's like I have no idea. I genuinely have no idea where they all came from. I still put out videos that will flop and, mm. you know, I feel like it's just a trial and error thing like, you just got to try. If you don't try, you've yeah. just failed. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, 100%. And I mean, I was going to ask you what your biggest TikTok hack is, but um, <laughs> considering um, you're still not sure. <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure, like, completely. Like, I'm not going to act mm. like I'm some guru of TikTok because I'm not. <laughs> but I feel like using the trending songs will help out a lot. Mm. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I never really use hashtags. I feel like they're just a waste of your caption space. And the longer your caption is, the more it's going to cover up your video. So I try not to have a long caption or use hashtags. I just use the song instead because 
that will attract onto the For You page. Um, what else do I do? I don't even know. I'm just like, <laughs> I find that my, like some of my most successful videos on TikTok are showing people um, like how to make something or, you know, showing them a part of my business that usually businesses don't show them. And it's like adding value to their life. Like they're actually interested in watching it. I feel like if your video isn't interesting, like I put up TikToks where I don't even watch the whole thing once it's uploaded because it bores me. And then I wonder yeah. why it's flopped. It's like, mm-hmm, really, Aiden, you answered your own question there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's um, it's definitely like that's what sets your profile apart from like other festival wear brands that I've been following um, just like all over the world, not just in Melbourne, um, is that like you're not only, like we said before, you're equipping people with the skills to be able to do their own thing. Um and I think you probably, without even noticing, have probably inspired people to start like trialing, airing all of their stuff and starting their own business, which is like I hope so. actually <laughs> really amazing. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it's, it's one of those things where we only want success for other people, like as well as ourselves, but we mainly want to like bring joy to other people and, yeah, definitely. you know, always make sure that they're like happy. Cause I feel like we're kind of people pleasers, but without being like you know people pleasers yeah Um, so it definitely like it definitely would be I would I wouldn't be surprised if people have gone oh my god if she can do it um and that not being a negative thing but you know if she can do it I can do it too yeah I hope that people do think that because I am like just your regular girl like there's seriously nothing that exciting about me like (laughs) I'm sure there probably is but you know no but like seriously like I didn't go to some fancy school I didn't you know Mm. have a fashion background you know my parents don't own a fashion house or anything exciting like that like I just built it from the ground up from my passion I worked so hard at my sewing to get it up to the standard that it is I didn't start with any money. Um, Like you can really do it from nothing. You don't have to start somewhere. You just start from the bottom and you work your way up. Yeah, which is, I mean, which is small business. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's just just it. And and it's like, you know, building, it's especially rewarding when, you know, it's all you, you know, you've put in, you've slaved away behind the sewing machine. You've put the money in, you've bought this, you've bought that, you've trialed the fabrics, you know, you're like, ah, oh, does this thread work with that? Probably yeah. not. Let's reconsider like back to the drawing board. It's like, you know, you're consistently trying to make what you produce the best possible product for your customers and clients and you know even like looking through I was stalking your Instagram again the other day um and I was like looking at kind of the progression of your content and you know obviously your designs and you know that even to me is really rewarding looking at that and just being like wow you know this is where it started you know probably you've probably removed and archived a few photos (laughs) this is where it started and you know this is where it's at now but the future like who the hell knows what's going to happen in the future it's it's super exciting and yeah it is I think just practicing all the time because I look back at those photos um, that are at the start of my Instagram feed I'm not even sure which ones I've archived I've no doubt (laughs) hidden a few um yeah 
and they were just like really simple. There was nothing really like wrong with them, but I know that like I remember when I made them and the quality wasn't amazing or, you know, I used a fabric that shouldn't be used for that or whatever it is. Like there was always just like something, whereas now I put so much time and effort into my designs and making sure that they're the best. Like if I sew up a sample and I'm not 100% happy with it, I won't put it in my collection. Even if it looks yeah. really pretty, if it's not up to my standard, I just cut it. <laughs> and I think that's like 100%, you know, such a learning curve too, is like being in control of your own quality control, yeah. which sounds bizarre, but, you know, you're in, in control of everything. Um, but just being like, okay, is this what I really want to put out there? I find that when I'm like designing my costumes or like putting together, because I, I call it costume curation because I include pieces that I've made myself as well as pieces that I bought from people. So it's not all just me, but yeah. you know, when I'm curating a design together, which would be similar to when you're sketching a design, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm like, Oh, you know, that's cool. And it kind of, it's kind of really busy, but does that hit with what my brand is? Does like, will that suit that body type or will it do this and will it do that? And, you know, sometimes it's just going, okay, let's just scrap it back to the bare minimum and start straight from the start and go stuff this. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then sometimes that's when your best products come, um, which is, you know, so bizarre and it's so time consuming, but we've got to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I've had like, there's been times where I've sat for, two weeks straight designing a collection that has failed and then there's been other times where I will be falling asleep at night and I just get an idea and I quickly sketch it down and it's sold out like oh my god no... I can't believe you have the same thing as me yeah <laughs> so bizarre. yeah I just That's feel like so there's no bizarre. rule to it like you can put so much effort into yeah. something but sometimes if it's not meant to be it's just not meant to be yeah that I've I've found that you know similarly with me and 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 my ideas, like they always, my best ideas come to me when I'm literally just about to fall asleep. Yeah. And I can't go to sleep until I get them out. Like I either have to physically do it, which is really bad, especially if I'm going to bed at like 3am. I do the same thing. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's I'll so just go crazy. and make like, like a whole outfit at 3am. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's really bad. And people would be like, you know, it was a running joke with a lot of my dancers. They'd be like, oh, she's up again. Like, <laughs> what is she doing now? Yeah. And it's just because I just, you know, we're creatives and we're, we're hands-on people. Like, it's just you have to do it. It's almost like you either write it down and hope to the God that it stays in your mind overnight and that the idea you wrote down, whatever it is, because sometimes I just scribble things and I wake up, I'm like, I don't know what the hell that says. Yeah, um, I'm the same. Kind of sticks, you know what I mean? But it's it's the best thing because I know that when an idea comes to me just before I'm going to bed I'm like ah oh, this is a good one it's a good one, like, a good one. <laughs> or like I sometimes dream about costumes or like concepts it's it's so painful but it's like the best thing because as soon as it becomes real life I'm like wow that's really rewarding yeah and I think um, it really shows sure be the same. yeah I think it really shows how much running a small business consumes you that ideas yeah. and concepts come to you in your sleep because I'm the exact same And I'll wake up and I'll, you know, when you wake up and you just have so much like adrenaline running through you and you're like, oh, my God, I've got to get this down. I've got to make this and I've got to do this because it's all come to you while you're sleeping. And it really just running a small business does consume your life. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it's definitely like um, it's definitely not for everyone as well. It's like 
you know, talking to people who also run a small business, the conversation is like so different to when you're just talking to like your regular friends and Definitely. like, um, even like it's weird to bring in, but like the people you surround in your life, like, especially with partners or close friends and best friends and all that other stuff, like, yeah, they can sometimes struggle with your relationship with your business. Cause almost like you're spending more time with your business than you are with them. <laughs> yeah. Um, but as soon as you, yeah, as soon as you find that, like, right person or those right group of friends they kind of have to accept it and they do they like actually are like oh no 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 like you do that like yeah you know you have to do that um there's been so many times where I've been sitting at like a party like recently as well because I've been like trying to get sponsors and and grants and stuff where I've been sitting at a party not like obviously now that we're in stage four that sounds really bad but back (laughs) when we were like kind of like had when we were allowed to yeah yeah when we were allowed (laughs) don't come for me everyone um like the two people who will listen to this but um I would be sitting at a party and I'd be writing the grant whilst drinking at the same time because I was like you know, it calmed me down, but I also was so focused that I couldn't put down the laptop until I was done. Yeah. And everyone's playing like beer bong in the corner. And like, I was just like, just so enthralled in my laptop. Yeah. But like, they were like, okay, you can come when you, you get it done. Yeah. Um, it's so important to and, have people yeah. around you that are supportive. Like, for example, my boyfriend, you would think like, guys might not understand like, making clothes and all of that but he's so supportive like he'll be out in the city one night with the boys and he'll see someone's outfit and he will go up to he's told me so many stories and his friends have told me (laughs) stories he's gone up to girls and gone your outfit's all right but my girlfriend could make you a better one follow her on instagram and we'll show my instagram to these people and i'm like oh my god what are you doing but it's also like amazing that he supports me so much and yeah like that's what you need you need that supportive energy around you and the people that are going to lift you up and not go oh she's missing another party because she's working it's like the people that are like hell yeah she's working look at her go yeah (laughs) yeah I've had that a few times as well where I've like gone to a party for like 30 minutes and then I'd be like bye guys I'm going to a gig yeah (laughs) and then I just hope that they would come to the club that I was working at that night or something like that where sometimes they would sometimes they wouldn't make it out the door but um you know definitely with my new partner that I'm with he's been like so supportive as like I'll be like it's like kind of um kind of like not like a mediator but like that middle ground where you can just you know that he's going to be honest like it's not your best friend being like oh yeah that looks good and then she like secretly doesn't think that looks good but it's like <laughs> yeah definitely they'll be honest with you like you know I can be like hey babe like is this a good costume and he'll be like look don't yeah. hate me but you get I the don't um, like it. that's interesting message yeah <laughs> like all right I'll change it <laughs> yeah but like but it's good because like sometimes you even know in your head that that's a thing you just want someone to be honest with you like yeah. even sometimes when I'm like is this good and they're like yeah what do you mean it's yeah of course it's good mm. you know but um it's so like so so important to have those people in your life that like you know support you whether it be your partner or your friends or whatever like it's just it helps everything you know sit so much easier at like you know just in general you're not fighting to keep someone around you know you're not being like oh why don't you value me like all this other stuff like I watched Paris Hilton's documentary which (laughs) actually is a really good documentary I recommend everyone watch it um and her partner that she was seeing at the time that she was filming it he was like you don't spend any time with me and she was like I'm working 
at Tomorrowland. <laughs> like <laughs> I'm DJing and you want me to spend time with you. I've done nine press conferences. And I like found that so relatable. And the fact that I was like, you know, some people will be like, no, you're working. Like, anything you need me to help you with, I'll do. Like, you know, there was one point where my partner got behind a, a camera <laughs> at a live stream <laughs> to help like, you know, do the filming and I was like I don't know what you're doing but thank you you're so you're so kind but um and then there's like people on the polar opposite who will be like you know obviously you you love your business more than you love me and it's not the case it's it's you know yeah we we are our business it's like we can't separate ourselves from that yeah those people who support you are so important like for example you've probably seen if you've been on my Instagram um Nasia she does all of my modeling I first met her back in 2018, I think, and I made her outfit for Strawberry Fields. And I've mm. never met her before and she came over to try it on and she saw the quality of it and she loved the outfit and she was like, oh, my gosh, that's it. Like, you're the only, um, like, small handmade festival brand that I'm going to wear. Like, I just love your stuff. And she was so supportive of my business. And from then on, like, she's modelled all of my stuff and anytime I need anything she'll help me out with it like she's incredible and it's people like that that really make you want to push and it's go and you just think like all right if they believe in me and they want to do whatever they can to see me succeed then like I need to succeed like let's go I'm ready (laughs) yeah 100% and this is so bizarre but we also go to the same hairdressers <laughs> so like Chanel all oh, of those girls. Like yeah I also, Chanel yeah. as well she's amazing <laughs> yeah yeah and that's I think that's how I first found you is I was talking to Chanel one day and we were all like discussing stuff and then we, we exchanged like following and whatever yeah. um and I was like kind of going through her stuff and then I found you and then I was going through your stuff and then I like kind of found you know an appreciation for what you were doing and I think that's actually how I first found you is like we kind of like we're talking at the hairdressers which is so bizarre and then it kind of spiraled into this like Instagram stalking thing which is like amazing so thanks Chanel. so much time <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah no, legends. Um, no like yeah but it's those things as well it's like you know you never know who's gonna bring up your name or you know you never know who's gonna stalk you know your Instagram account yeah um, exactly because that's how I find like that's sometimes how I find my dances is like I just they just happen to message me or they'll follow me and I'm like actually you are like really talented you're really stunning you look like you have a like amazing work ethic like you know and then you start chatting to them and then you start to get a bit more of an idea of who they are and all this sort of stuff and it was the same with you I was like you know maybe she won't reply to me (laughs) but we'll see anyway because there was a few times where I've messaged people I think like what was it middle of last year when I first started my um my business we were dancing for Havana Brown oh wow and I didn't have any really bright costumes like it was like you know blacks and blues and silvers Mm -hmm. and the the company were like oh you know we really want it to be like bright and vibrant and all this stuff and I was like fuck I was like I don't have anything like that and I don't have a time because they told me a week before and I was like I don't have time to go buy something like it's gonna take me ages and I was working pretty much full-time hours and I was like I'm gonna die by the yeah. end of this week <laughs> um I made it work but like um I messaged a few people and like I got like no response so when I went to message you like the start of this year about the whole Red Bull thing mm-hmm. I was like uh she might not respond but like look I'm just going to put my my balls to the wall. I'm just going to try it and see if it works. And then obviously you replied and then we didn't do anything because COVID hit. But 
you know yeah um I'm pretty sure I always reply I think (laughs) yeah yeah no you yeah you replied everything like you replied it was fine um it was just like ages ago it was like different people um that were Melbourne based and I was like I was like trying to like you know support support but then I didn't get any response and I was like oh my god this is horrible but um but that as soon as like I got that like initial response from you and and we started talking and and you were like down for like the collab kind of thing Mm -hmm. and then obviously that didn't happen because of COVID and stuff like that and I kind of forgot about it Mm -hmm. um and then like just seeing you grow and stuff and how genuine you like show yourself to be online I was like this is someone that I'm really interested in talking to further and like having a greater relationship with because I feel like (laughs) starts crying like yeah but it's true like you know I'm I'm always watching it sounds really creepy but I'm always like that's how social media is though like that's fine (laughs) yeah but like I was even talking to one of my dancers she does her own jewelry and I was like yo do you want to come on the podcast like I've never actually been ever have a business conversation with you I want to have this conversation with you like I want to exchange ideas and somehow help you grow like even though I'm only you know however many years into my business like I I have a lot of knowledge behind me and I feel like sometimes you know an outside eye can help you like and you could discuss these things and and um all this other stuff and you know she was like oh my god yeah of course I can and then so you know and then other people and obviously you're on for the first one and it's just been (laughs) fun but this has been like almost an hour like I can't believe we've talked for an hour I was scared yeah I was scared that we were going to be only talking for like 30 minutes I was like we're gonna run out of things to say (laughs) I feel like we're um, in our own little world we're just you know yeah enjoying time (laughs) yeah but that's the good thing and that's why I hope people tune in because they want to hear like a you know two two like I mean I hate using the word but two entrepreneurs because that's what we are essentially um and (laughs) and business business people um especially women like people like to have that I well I like to listen to women talk to women about business and and um exchanging their own you know success stories and their losses and their failures and what's built them up to where they are now um and what they're building past that point because it doesn't stop you know you don't just get that one big gig and you're like oh I'm done Mm -hmm. putting in you know throwing in the towel it's like you know you keep trying to outdo yourself um which yeah, is like the definitely. dangerous part, but also the most <laughs> exciting part. Um, but yeah, so I hope that people tune in. I hope that people are listening right now for when it gets posted tomorrow. But um, <laughs> yeah, I just want to thank you for coming on, and this has been really cool. And I've, I've cool. actually like really rewarding to hear like a similar story, but a completely different story to like mine. Yeah, if that makes sense. You know. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah being nice being fun (laughs) I know I'm a lot less nervous now so you know an hour in and now I'm like not nervous so (laughs) but yeah amazing thank you for having me and as the first one too I feel special Thank you so much for tuning in, guys. I'm so grateful that you've even made it this far into our podcast. Uh, Next week, we'll be sitting down with Tricky, the DJ duo, and discussing all things live events, obviously their business being a DJ duo, and so much more. If you really enjoyed this episode, make sure that you give us a thumbs up and review, which would be so amazing, and tune in for the next one. Thank you so much, guys.